While I was thinning corn and preaching to myself, Bud Robinson, I could hear my brothers a few hundred yards away as they were plowing cotton. I could hear the rattle of their cultivators, the braying of the mules, and the boys driving the teams. But as long as I heard anything that was going on, I did not get the blessing. I finally knelt and offered prayer. I tried to consecrate my soul, spirit, and body, and I remember that I stood up, and the last thing that I turned loose was the handle of my hoe. I saw everything I had, my farm, my mules, wagons, plows, and the crib of corn, the ricks of hay, the pin of black hogs, and everything else floating off into the clouds. Welcome to Christian Holiness Sunday where we share classic Christian holiness messages like this one today from Uncle Bud Robinson. Holiness is perhaps the most misunderstood concept in Christianity. Anyone who has striven to follow the life of Christ will tell you that it is impossible. No one can match His love, no one can match His grace, and no one can match the compassion of Christ. For no one but Jesus is perfect and holy. Once the believer is filled with and empowered by the Holy Spirit, though, he or she is filled to the brim with the love of Christ and desires nothing more than to please God and follow in the footsteps of Jesus. The love of sin is then gone, and in its place is a love and compassion for others. That is Christian holiness. And this is Christian Holiness Daily. I had begun to seek this blessing in 1886, and this was now the, the second day of June, 1890. There were four years that I had struggled trying to get perfect victory. I had often consecrated all that I had. I would put my meals, my cows, hogs, corn, and barn, and everything else on the altar, and climb up on the pile and ask God to take us all. But that didn't bring the victory. Beloved, the blessed old book says that whatsoever touches the altar is made holy, and I had not touched the altar. There was a stack of hay and a corn crib and several big mules between me and the altar. But when I saw everything I had drift away, and I was left alone with God in the cornfield, it seemed to me that I could hear the Lord say, I will bring everything back and leave it here with you and I will go. Or, if everything else goes, then I will stay with you. I said, Lord, let everything else go. Then I had that strange, peculiar feeling that God was so close to me that my soul trembled in God's presence and it seemed that God kindled up a fire in the very bottom of my heart. That's, that was the only way I could describe this feeling. It's anger that boiled up and God skimmed it off. And then pride boiled up and God skimmed it off. And jealousy boiled up and God skimmed it off. And then envy boiled up and God skimmed it off too until it seemed to me that my heart was perfectly empty. I said, Lord, there won't be anything left of me. God seemed to say, 
Now there won't be much left of you, but what little there is will be clean. When my heart was emptied, then it seemed that a river of peace broke loose in the clouds. It was as sweet as honey in the honeycomb. It flowed into my empty heart until a few minutes later my heart was full and so overflowing and the waves of heaven became so great and grand and glorious that it seemed to me that I would die if God did not stay his hand. How little we know about the fullness of God and the greatness of God's power. Not half an hour before God cleansed me and filled me, I had told the Lord that I wanted him to come with all the power that he had and sanctify me. Then I had told the Lord that that very morning that I had read in his book that if I would bring all the tithes into the storehouse and prove him, he would open up the windows of heaven and pour me out a blessing that there would not be room enough to receive it. Out of an angry heart, I had said, O oh Lord, you cannot satisfy me with the windows of heaven. You will have to open the doors of heaven and pour out a blessing big enough to satisfy my heart and soul. But beloved, I did not know how large God's windows were and how small my heart was. God had never used that language but one time before, and at that time God opened the windows of heaven and poured out a flood on the earth. If God's windows are so large that he can pour out a flood through them, then you can see at a glance that God's windows are large enough to pour out a blessing into my heart and one of his believing children that, to the extent that he cannot receive but little of it. As the waves of heaven rolled over my soul, I finally got down on the ground and stretched out, and as wave after wave of glory rolled over me, the Lord told that if he didn't hold up a little bit, there would be a dead man in that cornfield. From that day to this, I've been convinced that God can kill a man with his glory just as quickly as he can kill a man with lightning. On one occasion, Moses said, Lord, show me that glory. And the Lord said, you cannot see my face and live. That proves to me that to behold the glory of God would be to look upon his face and no man in the flesh could behold God's face and see his glory and live. Therefore, in order to keep company with God, we will have to be glorified and this mortal, well, this mortal will have to put on immortality. Well, I've got plenty more to say about my sanctification, but time does not allow, so... For now, I'll just have to let that be. Join us again tomorrow on Christian Holiness Daily.